Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Very cool. Thank you so much for joining us and calling us. Alright, so for everyone tuning in today, we have Lawrence Goody Jr. on with us. Do you want to go by Lawrence or Larry today? What's that? Lawrence or Larry today. What do you want me to call you? It's Lawrence today and forever. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Alright. That's awesome. Gotcha. I used to be DeVita. And and when I started writing books, I became Dicey. Dicey, yep. <laughs> yep, and I love Dicey. Thank you. I love you too, Lawrence. <laughs> so, uh, listen. Uh, well, thank you, first of all. And, you know, this is the Sex and Horror Podcast. So we're going to have fun today, but we won't get too personal with you, okay? Okay. Uh, <laughs> We, I don't want you. Right, I don't want you leaving this experience thinking, "Oh, they treated me so bad." I wish I hadn't said that. I wish they hadn't asked that. You know, so we'll, we'll keep it. We'll we'll try not to get too dirty on you. But I will say, I am excited to talk to you. You've always been. I've always admired your work. I've really always admired when I've seen you in in various shows and and movies and. I'm really excited that you decided to join us. Yes, for sure. Ah, oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Glad you're just seeing what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. So you have been in, and this is for our listeners, um, you have been in The Walking Dead, 20 episodes. That was Bob. And The Deuce, you're currently on The Deuce as Chris Austin. That's 20 episodes. And you were on the, on the Wire, which was 18 episodes as D'Angelo Barksdale. My husband absolutely loved you on The Wire. Oh, thank you, husband. And I, and I think he cried when when you uh, when you met when your he demise. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he I cried. Tell him, tell him you wasn't alone. I cried too. <laughs> I, I, I shed a tear for Bob. Me too. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bob. Oh, good, good. Because that that is that is some emotional shit, you know. Oh, that's right. Because people start seeing me, you know, they're like, oh, oh, he did it, oh, he's going down. Right. Um, with with the with the Walking Dead and and Bob, I also laughed really hard at your line, uh, "Tainted meat, tainted meat." Oh, tainted meat, yeah, tainted meat. That was so much fun. Oh my god, it was it was probably. I bet. I was going to say it was one of the most epic moments, I think, in the show. And there's been a lot of great moments in that show. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you told me I was going to get to do that scene, you know, I was really excited, you know, that I was going to get a chance to do it. Uh, but I know, you know, it was a big, a big moment in the books. So I just wanted to do it from justice. So, oh, awesome. You know, so were, were you a fan of the comic? No, I just knew about it. <laughs> you know, I just knew because they were like, you're going to get Dale's set in the comic. <laughs> oh, okay. Very cool. So I checked it out and I was like, oh, Tainted 
Are you? Is that nerve wracking to, to constantly be asked to relive that moment or just no, shut that up? No, 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 it's exciting. I mean, I've been very fortunate and blessed. I've gotten the opportunity to play the characters that have had, you know, those iconic lines. Yeah. You know, those lines that, like, you know, in, in The Wire, there was the King, Stay the King. Yes. And, you know, the Where's the Wallet scene. And, and then in The Walking Dead, you know, there's, uh, of course, Tainted Meat. Yeah. Yes, you know? yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so that's always exciting. Yes. I will say I was super excited to see what you did as an actor with the evolution of that character because he really was in some dark places. Mm -hmm. Oh, that Bob? Yes. show and continue to watch the show? Man, I don't watch shows when I'm killed off, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know what... Everybody else working and having fun. And I'm just that So you don't... Do you know uh, who Sasha's love interest was uh, after that? Dolphin, that one. <laughs> are you a, a fan? Are you a fan of zombies in general? Zom zombies, like movies and sh and books, or zombie Zombie stories. Yeah. That's right. should be about the human struggle and mm -hmm. you have such amazing depth with your facial features yeah. i don't know if anyone's ever said that to you but <laughs> i mean the, the one episode where they're sh they're flashing back to bob when he was alone i mean my god you're you were really expressing what yes. that would have felt like if we were there mm -hmm. alone in the apocalypse and you weren't saying anything yeah
Yeah. You know, trying to be truthful and real in the moment. I was, uh, many, many years ago when I was just starting out, I had the, the pleasure of uh, getting on the phone with um, Lawrence Fishburne. I met him at a, at a uh, at the Boys in the Hood premiere. Nice. Mm-hmm. And he gave me his number, you know, I guess he was like, yeah, this kid sounds like, you know, how he looks like, it sounds like, I, he's trustworthy. So he gave me his number and I called him up over talking. So at the end of the conversation, he was like, listen, you know, do you know what it feels like to be in it, <laughs> in the scene, in the moment? And I'm like, yeah, I know what that feels like. And he goes, well, all you got to do is just keep trying to be in it and you'll be fine. Yeah. Like, just keep being in it and you'll be fine. And so that's all I try to do with everything that I'm doing. Whether I have words or no words, I'm just trying to be true in the moment um, that, that's happening and true to the character. And I guess, you know, um, people can see that. Yeah. That, I, guess, I, guess, I guess it translates. People can see it. So. That's a good tip for anybody listening who wants to be an actor. Well, you may not like yeah. horror, but I tell you, you are good on horror because you can communicate and be in that moment when the human struggle is, is you know, makes people aware of that. And that's what I think makes really good horror. And, and you do very well yeah. with uh, drama and, and, and these shows have been gritty. You, you usually play a pretty serious character, like on uh, yeah. even... Well, there's, um, there's another a director, he's actually a theater director, George Wolf, who said, you know, you don't pick your characters, your characters pick you. Ah, okay. You know? And um, I guess if you've been in a large group of the Universal, the Universal Eye, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's probably true. So I guess these are the characters that are just, that are drawn to me, but mm-hmm. I am also drawn to them. Yeah. And they tend to be more uh, just serious. I'm, I'm just like the street guy. Even when, you know, I was in the movie The Water Boy, you yes. were in The Water Boy. Like, yes. I wasn't a caricature. I was the street guy. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in Games of New York. And in Games of New York also. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was a drama. That was a drama. But, um, you know, I represented, you know, the African Americans of that time. That's right. <laughs> in that movie. So that was a very serious time and a very serious character, although I didn't have right. a whole lot to do, but, but I was still there to represent. Right. Know? Right, of course. With the deuce, I like the sarcasm. Your character is so dry, but when he delivers a line, man, I'm rolling. And and I don't know if it's intentional. Like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? But it is hilarious. The the banter, especially that you have with some of the other cops, is it, it's funny to me. Well, you know, for me, like like Austin, Chris Austin, yeah. I try to be like, you know, I want Chris Austin to just be cool under fire. Yes. Not unlike Barack Obama. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yes. You know what? Not, now that you mention that, I can see that. Yeah, I can see the Barack Obama cool. It's like always cool under fire. Yes. Never let him see you sweat. Yes. Always smart with the combat. You know what I mean? Yes. Always knows exactly what to say. So that, that's, um, that's where, you know, Chris Austin sits for me. That's where he is for me. Right. Where you kind of had to be smart and you had to watch your back. Right. You know what I mean? What kind of stuff did you do to so research that role? You had to play the game, you know? What was that? What kind of stuff did you do to research that role? Because that is a, a period piece in many ways. Well, I'm going to tell you, the research for that role was so much fun. I love, <laughs> I love um, it was because of the 70s, you know? 70s oh. And oh. 
Not because of the porn and prostitution, but because of the <laughs> <laughs> seven. <70s. laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very hairy situation. The, the retro, retro <laughs> porn, retro <laughs> porn. <laughs> no, but really. No lack of, no lack of that. The porn. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, sorry, uh, didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> but so well, you were saying. You know, like it was self-regulating then to you. you got to see that when you're young right. and then actually as you as an adult you got to kind of walk back into that world right. yeah with totally different yeah, eyes it was pretty crazy mm-hmm. it, was, it was pretty crazy and I mean it did like the, the way the set dressing and all that stuff they got it absolutely right like I'm on set and I'm like man it feels it smells almost like it did back then you know what I mean wow, oh, wow. So it, and I love doing that kind of stuff because it really transports you back those history pieces they give transports you back into like when I was doing games in New York mm-hmm. and I'm on the set in, in Rome and Chicago studios and you walk out there and suddenly I feel like I'm in 1886 yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. amazing that yeah. is so cool mm-hmm. yeah and speaking of New York this is where you were born and reared right well I was born in New York I lived in New York until I was seven then I moved to Baltimore um, and I lived in Baltimore until I was 17 and then I moved back to New York um, and I lived in New York for most, I've lived in New York for most of my life. I've lived in LA for 10 years, but now I have a, a house in Baltimore and I have an apartment in New York and I go back and forth between Baltimore and New York. But New York, uh, they're both, both, both New York and Baltimore, I, I claim them both as home. They both have special places in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I, and they both raised me. Mm-hmm. Baltimore raised me a little more than New York, so. Okay. But, um, but I claim them both. Yeah. And you have a family. You're married to an actress, right? Yes, Michelle Paris. Yes, she was in the fifth season of The Wire. She played Alma Gutierrez. Mm-hmm. And um, now i got two acting children. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> so you're keeping nice. in the family. That's awesome. 
when I was young as well I just sat down and started playing on a set mm-hmm. and uh, I learned a little bit of bass guitar a little bit of keys but not much mostly it's, it's it was the drums for me so I don't know if it's that experience that high you get from playing music and creating something directly like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that you just see it in every music you you appreciate and love almost all things in music whenever you feel that you know mm-hmm. that vibe coming from it So I, I dabble with um, my theories on why music does has that effect. And, and I have a rock and roll uh, erotic romance series. And that's what I'm pretty much, uh, I'm testing some theories out on that. But um, I think that is the purest, closest, purest form to God we can get, I think, through music. And I have theories on why that is. But um, uh, I, I haven't gone to church in a while. I don't want to go to church in a while. But I go to concerts like crazy. And that's my that's my church. <laughs> I go to concerts for church. church. Exactly. And, you know, music is to make love to you, too. You know, yes. It's to make love to music than to a movie. Okay, Larry, uh, Lawrence. All right. <laughs> You cut the music on, and suddenly my, my mind and body is going there, you know, depending on the song and the, the sound that I'm hearing. It's spiritual that way. Okay. Yes. Agreed. If, if musicians could get paid for how much they help other men get busy, they'd be a lot richer than they are. <laughs> Right? <laughs> 
every time someone gets pregnant, a, a, a musical artist gets a check, gets residual <laughs> income from it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, Lawrence, you and I met at Comic Palooza a few years ago. I think it was about two years ago, right? Yeah, it was Comic Yeah, Comic Palooza here in Houston because I, I I try to think back on what my hairstyle was then, and I had the Senegalese <laughs> twist. <laughs> That's how I can tell like what 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 the time period is based on my hairstyle because I changed my hair up a lot. But I, I think okay. it, yeah, I think it was two years ago Comic Palooza here in Houston. Do you enjoy doing Comic Cons and meeting fans? I do. Well, I'll say I did. I did. I did. And I had to take time off just because I did them like once a month for like two years straight. Oh, like God, really? And it just, yeah, it just burns me out. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, trying to motivate yourself and get yourself up. Because doing one convention in a weekend is like a whole week's worth yes. of working on a set. Yes. It's a lot. Because you got to be on yes. all the time. The energy has to be up because you want everybody to have a good time. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And Right. I don't either. <laughs> you know, I'm always on. So it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot out of you. So I was kind of burned out. So I didn't do any for a while. Mm -hmm. But I was just invited to do um, Walker Stalker actually in Atlanta next month. Oh, good. So yeah, I'm going to go and do that and see the fans. And I haven't done it in a minute. So mm -hmm. I'm like, let me go do that. I, I, did one, I did one early in the year, I think, in London. Mm -hmm. I went to London and Wales. And so you know that was all about the travel. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know the name of the uh, actor that played Abraham, but be be easy on him if you see him. <laughs> Michael. Uh, I think it's his name. Michael. Michael. Uh, Michael yes. There we go. Michael. <laughs> so he's actually Michael's actually a really good buddy of mine because we did another show together before that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. go there. <laughs> it, it's, it's just too easy. <laughs> on this on this episode, yes. On this on this podcast, yes. <laughs> are like, I was wondering how you got those extra lines. <laughs> you got a, a best and worst fan experience. Give us a story. A best and worst fan? Yeah. Um, or one or the other. Well, I have, I have, you know, the Walking Dead fans are pretty amazing. Like, they're mm -hmm. all
Melissa. Mm-hmm. Another one of my super fans who follows me, and I actually watched her grow up. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Like, and she, has, she put a little album together. So she has this book that she put together mm-hmm. um, when she was a little kid, and she wrote something in it and was like, I wrote this for you and I gave this book to you. So we made up this plan where every time we see each other, we pass the book back to each other. <laughs> that is awesome. What we were doing. So the next time when I go to Walker Stark, she's going to be there. So I'm going to give the book back to her. Yeah. Stuff that I forget it. And, and, and so we've been doing that for years. Oh, oh that is so cool. That is a great story. Uh, and any yeah, of our listeners, go go see Lawrence and um, at Walker StalkerCon in Atlanta. He's really great to meet. I really enjoyed uh, meeting you and chatting with you. Like, seriously. Thank you. Thank you. You're awesome, too. You're awesome. That's MIT. You're great. Thank you. Thanks. Are you going to be there? Are you going to be there? Um, probably not. I'm not able to travel right now. I got to finish up some projects first. But I, I do want to start traveling maybe next year to, to start going to more shows. I did Wizard World in January earlier this year, and I'm still recuperating from that. <laughs> but um, maybe maybe next year. Um, we do have a few more. Um, Chantel and I are taking the podcast to some cons for the rest of this year, though, here locally. So at Fandemic. You ever been to Fandemic? No? Okay. Well, they, I know they tour around, so they'll be here um, next month. We're going to do that. I, I think that might be the biggest one that we're doing again here. But, but I, I, have, I haven't done a booth since that year that I saw you because, um, no, 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 not, not at Comic Palooza. Like at Comic Palooza, I've been doing panels, but I haven't done another booth there. So I actually okay. saw you that year, and I, I remember looking over going, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like so busy I didn't even have time to come see you so if you felt like an extra splash of excitement and love it was for me <laughs> I, I did feel that I did feel that I'm glad I know <laughs> you thought it was just some creeper no <laughs> no I didn't feel like a creeper no it felt like lots of love yes so it was for me energy. <laughs> what about social media? Do you enjoy social media? I know it's one thing to meet fans in person, uh, a whole nother thing to actually uh, go back and forth with people online. Yeah, no, I'm not a super <laughs> fan of social media. No, uh, I mean, I gotta be honest. I'm not, yeah. It's hard for me to go online and to try to keep up. I'm a very like, personal, private person. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, you know, my, my people, my, you know, my managers and agents, my yeah. people, they keep telling me you gotta do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But since I stopped doing so many cons, now it's about, you know, me just trying to do community work. Mm-hmm. Or some of it is also just about me and my celebrity life, like going to a premiere. Right. Or, um, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, for some reason people like that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> people want to be in your business. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, that's a hard thing for me to keep up with. You got any yeah. good stories from the set? Um, any of the sets you've been on? Anything that stands out from over the years? Something funny. From which set? From any set? Sure. Uh, let me see. Fun stuff from the set. I don't know. I, I tend to forget. <laughs> <laughs> After you've gone off the show, it's like, ah, whatever. What's <laughs> happening? Well, you know, here's the thing. It's like, sure, there are special moments. I remember this one moment when, um, okay, so I remember a moment when me, Chad, and I, we were sitting in the van. It was hot as heck. You 
know, we're in Atlanta in the summertime, so it was hot. Yeah. And we were sitting in the van, and they had the van AC blowing, and this walker walked by the van, and the nine looked out and was like, is he a walker? experience is very very true and that show brought me down I mean bawling like a baby so many times but it was when Tyrese died that I realized what the show was about these people are walking dead they are we are watching their journey to death and I, I mean it was just heartbreaking like I, it was heartbreaking every time and I think uh you you said you didn't watch anymore after yours but when Glenn died I mourned I mourned for a week I mourned for a week like I lost a friend, a personal friend, someone that I knew. Yeah. 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 I know. Well, that's what happens. Just with, with, with any TV, you know, with any good TV or good movie, you know, we become attached to the characters because on some level we can relate to, to these people. Yeah. You know, and that's great writing and great acting will make you do that. Yes. So that when something, if something happens to them or before it even happens to them, you can anticipate it. If you're rude, you're like, no, no, don't let that yeah yeah screaming at the tv like you can do something about it uh, the the walking dead is not the same anymore though i don't know if your family has told you that but it is not the same yes. no they haven't been watching it lately they haven't been watching yeah. it for uh maybe since season seven or yeah seven. yeah yes yes it's it's not the same show now and um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's yeah. only so much I yeah, mean, you know, correct. there's only so much story you can tell mm-hmm. um, and so much you can do before it just becomes repetition. Yeah, you know yeah that's I mean? true. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what the show is facing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they, had a, they had a good run, and they're still running. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think the comic book um, writer, and I, he's his name just slipped out of my head, but I think he said that once the show's over, he still continues to write the comics so people can still follow that journey if they uh-huh. wish. Mm-hmm. 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 Robert, um, why is his last name coming to me right now? Robert, uh, it'll come to me. Yes. And but, then, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that, Kirkman. You know, that's Mark. Kirkland. Yes, Kirk- Kirkman. Kirkman, yeah. Yes, yes Robert Kirkman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. I love his name. Um, but yeah, that's smart because, you know, it started with the graphic novel and those fans are loyal. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. As you have experienced. <laughs> What's uh, yes, what's the your favorite scene out of everything that you've shot? The first thing that comes to your mind is your favorite scene. It, it left an impression on you. You know, you know, you nailed it when you were working on it. it what's what's your favorite scene that you've shot? Um, there's a few. There's no one favorite. Mm-hmm. But I have to say the Where's Wallace scene and mm-hmm. the Wire. Mm-hmm. That's one of my Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, of course, it's one of my personal favorite scenes. But I think my very favorite, I, I just said there was no favorite, but 
work that I've done that I can, that I really sit back and sort of pat myself on the back and I, and I look at, I think about it and I'm like, wow, I actually did that and pulled it off. Mm-hmm. I did a play called Top Dog Underdog. Mm-hmm. It was me and an actor named Harold Paranoid. It's only two actors play. Yes. And we did a West Coast, you know, at Harold Paranoid. Yes, yes. Uh, I've seen him, uh, the first, I remember when he was on Oz. I was, I was really was shocked. Oz, yeah. He was on Lost. Yes. Yeah. So Harold and I played brothers in this play, and George Wolf directed the play, and we did a West Coast tour of the play. And the play was, like I said, it was just the two of us. Um, and the play was so heavy and deep. And just to give you a little, uh, an idea, at the end of the play, I killed my brother every night. Mm. Oh <laughs> wow. Mm. So that's how deep this play is and how heavy it is. I'm the younger brother and I kill my older brother at the end of the play. Wow. He, um, he played a, an angel on a show too. I just can't think of what the name of it was. He played a what? He played an angel on a show. I can't remember what yeah, the name of that was, show was. Um, it was um, Yes, yes. I'm still mad that Constantine was canceled. Yes, that's the show. Yes. That's right. He played an angel. That's right. Howard, yeah. So I look back on that play and I'm like, wow. Like, that stands out. The energy, the pacing, it was so fast. It was Harold and I was just, you know, it was like a a ping pong tournament every night. Yes. From the beginning of the play all the way to the end, that's the way George directed it. We literally had to, I had to plan when I was going to breathe. In that place because oh, wow. the pain was moving so fast. Wow. And, um, and that's probably right now for me the crowd of the Chiefs. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. I need to find that. I need to see that then. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, what are you looking forward to in your future? Like, what's, what are you thinking about now? Oh, just, you know, work. Just keep, it, keep, keep working, keep it moving. I mean, there's a bunch of things that are up in the air. I'm waiting to just see what's going to drop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. What about this? What about this? Uh, this movie, this or show? You have something upcoming that's on IMDb. Saint Sebastian. It's a thriller. Okay. He's gonna go to heaven or hell for what he has done while he's living on the planet. 
place, okay? Any yeah. weird stuff happen? In Los Angeles. Well, I'll tell you this. There were floors that they told us not to go to. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did you go yeah. as a rebel? No, no, no. I didn't. <laughs> there, was one thing, there was one scene that we were shooting where I had to be in a hallway, in a dark hallway by myself with the door closed like it was just dark. And the scene was I opened up this door and I stick my head out. My head was painted and all this graphic, like, scary stuff. Mm. Um. character role or scene that you would not play Let, let's say Chantel and I we wrote this script and we had a lot of sex in it and we wanted to cast Lawrence as the main lead who's you know basically just doing a lot of fucking would you do a role like that well yeah it depends on you know who I'm having sex with <laughs> <laughs> who would you want who would you want your co-star to be <laughs> pretty decently was Kevin Bacon and that one uh, show he did about the pedophile. That was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. I don't know what that means. It was a long time ago. He, yeah, he played a, an ex-con who was an ex-pedophile and what his life was... Can you be an ex-pedophile? Well, he was trying to not be that person. It was just this weird struggle. It was really one of those, you know, dark, creepy, but yet it humanized the situation. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Novikov, in his writing, Lolita, you know, those are that's about as far as I could go where there are, they are, they've already hit puberty. Um, sure. I think she was prepubescent in that book. But that's about as far as I can go about that age. When you talk about the young kids and all that, I can't yeah, do it. I think we're right there with you. <laughs> So, um, uh, on the deuce, uh, what was it like working with James Franco, Maggie Gyllenhaal, you know, that whole cast? I love them. Yeah, they, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be posting something about just how much I love uh, this past week's episode, Monday night's episode. Um, probably when I get off you guys, I'll, I'll put that up there. But, you know, I love this cast. They are fearless. Yeah. You know, they're fierce and they're fearless. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I love about, you know, good actors, because the best actors are the most fearless actors. Yes. And to do a show that's centered around, you know, the porn industry and not be an actual porn actor, mm -hmm. you know, that takes courage. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know? I think Maggie know, is probably I, great, well cast because she's just, I mean, you look at the woman, she could be having a cup of coffee and she just looks sexual. She's amazing. <laughs> I know. She's just, she's just, it's oozing out of her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The secretary. Yeah, the secretary. Her, that movie, The yeah. Secretary, that she was in, is is one of the most right. renowned BDSM movies still to this day. Yes. to the, the third season the first episode um, I really like to binge okay. watch it but um, uh, no I definitely think the show could have used more episodes per season and yeah. more seasons yeah I mean you're talking about the 70s yeah. to the 80s you know how much stuff happened in New York in yep. the 70s going into the 80s that we didn't even touch on like we didn't even touch on the son of Sam we didn't even touch right. on the black we didn't even touch on the black house that happened in the 70s mm-hmm. we didn't touch Deuce on HBO was the first show where they started this sensitivity um, uh, liaison, someone that comes on and... and you hear that? Uh, I read it offline somewhere. Did y'all have something like that? Yes, there it is. It was someone, you know, because of the Me Too movement and everything to make sure that the actresses were okay. And, you know, I'm a geek about this stuff. I, I research a whole bunch of stuff. I have a bunch of useless information. I remember reading that and thinking, huh, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, well, yeah, they, we had an intimacy coordinator. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's exactly what her job was, to come on and make sure that the women were comfortable with the sexual things, you know, that were going on. And, you know, you got to understand, you know, it's, it's, it's what a lot of people on the outside looking in doesn't, what they don't understand is that I think it's a job, you know? Yeah. It's a job. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so when you go in and you're with these, working with the intimacy coordinator, that's how we treat it. Mm-hmm. You know, you treat it like a job. It's like it's chore it's choreographed. Yeah. Every move is choreographed. All the sex is choreographed. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows where what where, where his hand is gonna go, where her hand is gonna go, where everything is gonna go, and then that way it feels like you know it's work. It makes yeah. you feel like it's it's work, and we just gotta get the job done, and we're gonna. Yes. You know Makes I mean? sense. Yeah. But now, because of we did that, because they did that now, we made that a job. Like that's an actual job in Hollywood now. Yeah. Be coordinator. 
Oh wow! Um, I've seen, I read that. I think that's actually not such a bad thing. I'm sure it's it's something that will calm a lot of people down. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's great for for the actresses who have to, you know, oftentimes the actresses, even still in the business, you know, it's it's a shame, you know, that it's it's still this way. But you know, it's the women that are objectified, and you know, and <laughs> and it's the women that are forced to have to show their bodies, and you know, sure. Because you don't, just because y'all aren't living in Europe. <laughs> yeah. You're not living in Europe where the men are just as much shown on screen as the women. Exactly. So here, yeah. right, the men aren't, don't have to go all out. And when they do, it's not real. It's like they use prosthetics for men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ah, got it. Yeah, I've been disappointed every time I heard about prosthetics. Look at the men on that show. I mean, look at whenever they do show appearance on that show, yeah. <laughs> you know, ain't no little scrawny wind-up. Who is peeing and telephone booth. It's not hung like that. He ain't hung like that. I've been disappointed every time I've heard that there's a scene that, I've, uh, that I enjoyed and I found out that it was a prosthetic. I've been upset. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, well... Like Shia, like Shia LaBeouf in, in Nymphomania, Nymphomaniac on net, it's on Netflix now. But um, I I was watching that. I was like, oh yeah. First the the articles that I read said that it was unsimulated sex, and then after a while it came out that it was a prosthetic being used. And I'm not actually I'm not sure which one I believe to be honest. <laughs> wow. It looked it looked it looked a little real. It looked a little real there. And of course, we would get we would get more freaked out over the prosthetic talk than the whole intimacy coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> what well, you know? What there is a really powerful scene uh, that uh, well, powerful to me anyway. That Maggie's in, and she is trying to raise capital capital for a porn film. She wants to produce it, and she's so passionate about producing it. And she goes to this guy and she's done her homework. She's pitching it. She she is being very intelligent in her pitch. And he is and he seems like he's all interested in what she has to say. And then it comes down to, are you gonna suck my dick? Can I can I fuck you? That it basically came down to that. And she had to make a decision on whether she was gonna do that to get her money for her project or whether she was going to stand on the principle of, I know what I'm talking about, this is a good film, support it because you believe in the project. I thought that was so powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, as we all know, us in the entertainment business, you know, that stuff like that happens. Yeah. You know, we hear those stories in, in the film industry, in the music industry. Right. That's why Me Too is the thing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because it has happened for so long, for too long. Oh, and sure, yeah. Being exposed. Yeah. So, yeah. But you know, I mean, David Simon, like David Simon and and, John, and George Colacanos, Nina Noble. I mean, that's what they're all about. Mm-hmm. Like they're all about exposing. You know, they they're all about exposing uh, institutions when they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. Good for well, them. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're all about. And they 
they strive to get it right because, you know, they're not trying to. If you watch, when you watch a David Simon, you know, show, you can tell that David Simon could care less about entertaining anybody. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to entertain. <laughs> right. He's not trying to entertain people. He's trying to educate people. Yes. That's yes. what he's trying to do. Yes. And then you guys, you guys he's come out and. Educate. I said, and then you guys are now leading by setting the standard. I mean, that's all, all it takes is a decision of, of, you know, one team like y'all's to change things. Yeah, yeah. If you knew how many people I went into after the wire, how many shows that I did, and the, the, the showrunner or the director or the producer, somebody came up to me and like, yeah, we're trying to get more of that wire feel. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, like, dude, I'm like, dude, you're a BBC. You're not going to get the wire feel. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. Go there. Right. Go there. <laughs> exactly. Right. But I, but you know, but I appreciate you hiring me, and I'm gonna love cashing your check. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Lawrence, what's the ideal role for you? Dream role. I feel like okay. okay, so I feel like I'm a character guy. There is no one dream role. I like I like I like being able to transform when mm-hmm. I can into different roles. Mm-hmm. That's why I became an actor. Mm-hmm. Didn't know, oh man, I really want to be, you know, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> taking up about an hour of your time and we could probably take up you know about 10 more hours so <laughs> but your dishes wouldn't get done your yeah. social media wouldn't happen you gotta work on your night with the you wife so pick up the kid yeah we get it <laughs> gotta build those points up <laughs> so thank you so much when you have a, a new powerful sexy role we gotta bring you back on yes yeah, well, I, well you know I will let you guys know thank you so much for thinking of me and for bringing me on yes and, um, Thank you, love. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Oh, Bye. You Bye. too. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe and join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See you you next week for Sex and and Horror. Horror.